0: We got to hustle, and welcome back to the next podcast episode. <laughs> we got the hustle. We're hustling here. We hustle got uh, our special guest will be here in uh, in a few moments to record our next episode, but we are here in this episode with you, fully engaged and locked in, and not trying to rush this. Uh, Gavin, uh, let's and go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm going to open us in prayer, and then Gavin, if you will read uh, Proverbs chapter eight, verses six through eleven. Uh, Father, we thank you, uh, Lord, for your love and grace. We count it all joy uh, to be able to open your Word, uh, Father, in this medium, in this format. To be able to to uh, to be able to share ideas, to be able to share the gospel, to be able to discuss these things, and consider maybe some things that are important uh, for for us for our own edification. Uh, Lord, I pray for those that will be listening to this. Uh, Lord, I I pray that uh, you would give us wisdom and revelation, that you would open the eyes of our heart to be able to receive uh, your word and to be able to understand it in a way maybe that's new to us, Father, that we would give you all the glory, that we would come to a deeper, more richer understanding of you and of what Christ has done for us, that we would would, uh, just seek to glorify you in all ways. Uh, Father, we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All
1: right. Proverbs
0: eight, verse six here, for
1: I will speak noble things and from my lips will come what is right for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and my knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her
0: again this is uh lady wisdom speaking and of course uh that's uh i say lady wisdom but that's that's how it's referred to in verse three she cries out at the gates the she being wisdom uh, we understand looking back through the cross that jesus is wisdom and uh and so uh here wisdom is saying uh there in verse six listen for i will speak and i think uh is that Shema? Because the Shema Israel
1: is the hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So I wonder if it's here for it I is. to speak. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's an imperative. Listen is an imperative.
1: Okay. There you go.
0: Yeah, is it Shema or Shema? No one knows. How, uh,
1: how have you heard it pronounced most is what Shema. I usually, yeah, usually I go with uh, how you've heard it pronounced the most. Well, but nobody didn't. knows. Nobody knows. That nobody is one thing we can that is no one thing box. we can be quite certain of is nobody knows exactly how to pronounce those words. Yeah. So And we're probably not even in the ballpark. So it's not it's not the same alphabet, although Aleph Bet is where we get alphabet
0: which is the Hebrew, The first two letters in the Hebrew alphabet. I was, I was trying to play the the way Logos says it, and I clicked on it once, it didn't say anything, clicked on it again, didn't say anything, then I remembered you unplugged my speaker. Yeah. Yeah,
1: shame on you. Shema you unplugged on you. my microphone a lot of times. So. Well, I can mute it, <laughs> and the
0: nations will rejoice. <laughs>
1: so russ is in his toga over there they call him gamaliel and he says shama so that's how we're going to go with it today folks yeah, Shema, shama on you <laughs> shama on you <laughs> all right let's get back to it so here for i will speak noble things um what do you get from that
0: well so god's word is true there is no error and um You know, so what I, what I glean from this is just that, you know, in the new King James, it says a little differently. And from the opening of my lips come right things. All that God says is true and right. Okay. So, so, but when you start imposing the Bible
1: over my life, you're trying to rob me of joy and goodness and fun, right? And
0: trying to rob you of sin.
1: Yeah, the the fun stuff. As Billy Joel says, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the sinners. And by the way, if you're listening right now, I'm cringing even to bring this up. I'm pressing back on Russ so he can make a point. You have to realize the Bible that that God is for you, not against you. And when people make the false dichotomy, when people make you make a choice between does God care about your happiness or does God want your holiness, it is a both and. That's right. Happy are the holy is kind of the, the Sermon on the Mount, right? Happy are the holy blessed are those that that long and for righteousness
0: right so happy are the holy well and and james says to know to do good and not do it it is sin and so when we when we listen to the word of god when when god speaks his truth and we ignore that there's a word for that rebellion it's sin right so okay he does he does desire your holiness so
1: so along with the blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, is is the in Hebrews, what is it, 12, where where he says, you know, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which you will not see God, right? So it's a it's a both and not an either or. God does care about your happiness and and, and and that's how you find your joy. But blessed, happy are those who who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. So holiness and happiness are not they're not mutually exclusive, and in, right. in fact they're bound to one another. So when you read God's word and you say no, it's not good for me, or it's dishonorable, or it's hateful. The world today is flipping. Not today. I don't want to say the world often tries to flip it on its head, just like the de- the Satan himself, the serpent in the garden. And he says, did God really say, and and let me give you another alternative as a way that you could be satisfied. Instead of all the stuff that God, give, that God gave you, that you can eat of any of these trees, that you can enjoy all the, the riches of the garden, that you can walk naked and unashamed and before each other in perfect intimacy and love with God and with each other, let me offer you a better way of happiness. And we go, okay. Because the word, because again, let's get back to Proverbs 8, because the word is not honorable and the word is not good, according to some people. And we want to go foolishness.
0: That's hogwash. Even among believers many kind of view the fun stuff as you were kind of jokingly uh, saying to begin with. The, the, it wasn't jokingly. I was pressing uh, back cuz not not I, I get I probably was a little
1: too playful, but it makes me cringe. Sorry. But
0: but even among believers there are many that almost view obedience through a sense of obligation or duty rather than a sense of opportunity to express joy in the Lord or to to display joy in the Lord, because they haven't found their joy in obedience. Edward, Edwards,
1: Jonathan Edwards, C.S. Lewis, and John Piper, and many others, many others have contributed to that. But the famous illustration that John Piper uses is, you know, if he would take his wife out to eat. Um, and by the way, I think this applies to Chick Fil A. So listen to the uh, the anecdote and then see if it if it applies to what what they ha- what goes on at Chick Fil A. But he said if he would ever take his wife out to eat and and you know give her every take her to the movie she wanted to go to or the candy you know give her flowers and candy whatever his wife really wanted to do that night and at the end of the night she says you know in in his case Johnny that was the best evening ever and I thank you so much and he would look at his wife and goes that was my obligation that was my duty I did my duty is that pleasing to her it's not honoring to her it's not pleasing to her and I hope that's not what he meant I just did what I had to do right As opposed to him saying that was my pleasure, I hope he means that, and and that would be a a good and happy marriage. It was my pleasure to take you out. That was a great night of doing things that you wanted to do. It was my pleasure, but also it's honoring to her. So when you say thank you at Chick Fil A, they are supposed to say my pleasure, and it may very well, yeah, it may very well be based on that. But it's my pleasure. That's honoring to the person. So so again, it honors God when we say to follow His good statutes. It's pleasurable, but they are good statutes. Even if we don't recognize them as good, they are good. Hmm. Happy are the holy. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed often translated as happy, not perfectly, but often translated as happy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied.
0: The Beatitudes.
1: The Beatitudes, yeah, the, the, the happy statements.
0: Verse 7, for my mouth will speak truth. Well, all, all truth is God's truth. Uh, goes on to say, "Wicked it is an abomination in my lips." This is this is again. As I was reading this, I just reminded again why I'm surprised that the uh, the you know me my those words aren't capitalized because it seems clear to me this is Yahweh.
1: Well, again, you you have to understand that the, you know the Hebrew alphabet in in that time the yeah. the, the, the text didn't have those yeah. types of markers in them. So but um, this isn't the Hebrew. I know. Okay, well that would be a, an editor's choice, I guess. I, they did it wrong in your opinion. I, I get it. I think it. they're wrong. Okay, I get it. I but, think but, they missed but, it. But let's let's go back to this. Um, where it says, my for my mouth will utter truth. Let God be true in every man a liar. You know, God there is no shadow of turning in him. He cannot go against his own nature. He is self-limiting. He's not limited. He's self-limiting in that he cannot tell a lie because that is not the nature of God. Mm-hmm. But why is that important? Why is it important that God is true? Why does it? why is it important that God? that we are to be people of the truth.
0: Well, I, the foundation of everything he says, I mean, if if he's a liar, then we can't trust anything he said. Jesus is a liar in that case, in that scenario, and, and there's no hope. We are the most to be pitied. If we can't trust the foundation, our, our faith is a word-based faith. We trust in the reliability, the infallibility of the word of God.
1: Okay, and then I, I would add a little quorum Deo in here is, okay, how do we apply that? We need to be true seekers. Yeah. So confirmation bias, where you go out and seek, you know, supporting facts to what you already think to be true, you know, or in your mind, know to be true. And you just go out and find facts. Uh, th- that's not really of, of, Christianity. We, we are to be truth seekers. We want the truth. The truth is of God and we should seek it. Um, you know, whether that's in who you vote for as a candidate and you just ignore every fault that they have and, and seek your own truth and make up your own truth, or, or whether it's, you know, a doctrine that you arrive at in scripture where you say, well, this contradicts my do- kind of the, the, the theology that I've held for so long. I, I think you surrender to the truth. Genuine truth, not not that you're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, and you right. you know something new comes along, and you're like, oh, let me go after that, but that we are to submit to the truth.
0: And, and the truth of is living a in a
1: fantasy world, which some people enjoy. You know, it's it's really interesting to me now with with all this technology and computers and and even AI or robots, the possibility that we can have to live in a fantasy, whether it's putting on goggles and experiencing a fantasy, you know, and and, and it feels real or I mean, who knows where we're going to be with AI and robots and can we, can we come up with a spouse that is not a human but that acts pretty close, close enough, enough like a human that we'll be satisfied with him. I just think we have to anchor ourselves to reality, uh, to truth, which is ultimately to anchor ourselves to God yeah. and not to create our own version of the truth or confirmation bias where we seek to, to prove a truth that is not true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Because truth is is also a person. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. I am the way, the truth, capital T, truth,
1: right? Yeah. Which you want to capitalize everything anyway, so yeah. That's right. So, um, but, but Haker, ourselves, uh, there was something I was thinking, and it's gone.
0: Um, it was probably really important.
1: Yeah, that we are, we are to seek God.
0: I don't know. It'll come back or it won't. Go ahead. Verse eight, all the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. That's that. There is no darkness or shadow of turning in the Lord, in God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above where there is no shadow of turning. There's nothing. There's no darkness. He is the light. The light came into the world and men preferred darkness because their deeds
1: were evil. We've talked about this enough now that, that you know righteousness would be value. what is right, what is good, so good is, is a value-laden word, righteousness is value-laden. So so I, I love this. The words of God will take you to the telos, the purpose, which is God Himself. Yeah. You know, so so to, to follow God's word is, is to walk along the path, that that path that is well lit by the word of God. You know, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my, my path. path. It's that well-lit path by God's word of righteousness. So if you want to walk towards what you what is virtuous and what is valuable, which is ultimately and perfectly God Himself, it is according to His Word, which is righteous. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. is, is, it, it, I I think God's Word is that compass. They're righteous. Well, I want to go in the right direction. Value laden word. What is the right direction? I want. To, well, I want to this make direction. Good, I want to make progress. So good. So good. Russ just held up the word and said, "This direction." You know, it, it's it's that Alice in Wonderland rabbit. You know, which which road should I take? Well, where are you going? I don't know. Well, then it doesn't matter which road you're going to take. We know where we want to go. We want to walk on that path towards Christ.
0: It's a narrow path.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and few uh, are there that find it,
0: and it will take you places you never dreamed you would go, but you're never walking alone. There's a platitude for you. There's a, I, I just cringed, I, honestly,
1: <laughs> and and it was true. So so for those that don't know, just a, a brief aside: uh, platitude and platypus are etymologically related. I just looked that up, uh, and plateau also <laughs> related. So a platitude on a plateau is platitude this. But um, I don't like platitudes. You know these these flat sayings that have become uh, kind of silly and meaningless because they're overused and often thoughtless, not always, but often thoughtless and sometimes not even true. But they're just kind of uh, cliche, cliche, right? So that those platitudes. So then I've adopted as my, as my uh, animal is a plati, uh, platit, a plati, no, a platypus, platypus, yeah. and I put it on a plat uh, plateau. So our guest has arrived. We
0: aren't quite ready to wrap up. So. Well, why don't you go let our guest in, and I'm going to read verses 9, 10, and 11. Uh, Again, they are all plain to him. This is the the words of the mouth of the Lord, which is righteous. There is nothing crooked or perverse in them. They are all plain to him who understands. Believer, if you believe the Lord Jesus uh, and and, uh, are a seeker of truth, his words of righteousness are going to be plain to you to understand. Now, again, we got to pray for wisdom and revelation uh, in those words are, are right to those who find knowledge and uh, receive his instructions, uh, his instructions and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. Uh, and and here we see that the, uh, the words of God, the true words of God that are righteous are more important than wealth, material wealth, which is passing away. Yeah. So um uh, did we talk about my
1: my uh, my, my problem with Christian uh, C- Christian Christmas?
0: You have so many problems, I can't keep up with them.
1: <laughs> I've got many many. You've problems. got ninety nine problems. Your Lord Jesus is one. Of them. So, yes, no, no. no, no. I am. My, my, my problem with Christmas, right? Where's right that now? mute button? <laughs> you hit it too much. You should know exactly where it is. Um, my pro- so. Christmas in and of itself is fine. Great celebration of Christ, uh, celebrating his first advent, longing for a second advent, all that I agree with entirely. However, there there are those platitudinous signs out in people's yards, Jesus is the reason for the season. Is that true? Absolutely. But then he seems to get the ragtag tail ends of our Christmas. He seems to get the leftover time, talent, and treasure that
0: we have. You're painting with that broad brush Bro- you don't yes, like to paint I love it, with. it. I love it. it Thank you for,
1: for Julie presses back, my beautiful bride presses back on me as well. Stop painting with that broad brush. There are people that he is absolutely glorified. And by the way, just because they're not in church doesn't mean they're not glorifying him and exalting him in some way that I don't know about.
0: So just be honest and say that you're talking about yourself here. Amen. Fine. So go ahead. Okay. Back to myself. Yes. Um, Your favorite subject.
1: But let me just, you know, people give these, these cliche answers, these thoughtless answers where you say, okay, do you treasure God's word more than silver and more than gold? And people say, absolutely. But then they don't do it in truth. They will never miss a day of work. I know a guy that would just say, man, I can't get up for church. What time does church start? Nine a.m. I just can't do it. I can't wake up. When do you wake up to go and, and this guy clean the church? When do you go uh, another church? He wouldn't. He wouldn't come to a church service. He was clean. So when do you get up to clean that church? Four a.m. There at five a.m how many days have you missed? I don't ever miss. Why? Either it's your reputation or money that's, that's compelling you. And I understand money is not just the paper. It's the things that you can do with it. But but what compels you to be at that church every day? Never, ever fail. It's either your reputation. Oh, I've got a hard work ethic or it's money. And and so you hear these passages about the, the, the value of God's word. And we go, yep, I believe that. Do you really? I mean, you, you know, Tisha, you, you know the facts, you, a census, ah I believe it, but do you, have you placed your trust in God's word so that you treasure it more than silver and gold?
0: Wasn't it Al Mohler you've quoted that says, uh, maybe it wasn't, uh, what you say you believe and. No, that, that was Dr. Lederbach.
1: Lederbach, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Lederbach the Southeastern. your practice. Your state of belief plus your practice equals what you actually yeah. believe. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So don't tell me that you, you treasure the Lord or Jesus is the reason for the season and then not live that way that you practice
1: like my family's the reason for the season or the right. gifts are the reason for the season or whatever I don't I don't want to I don't can't speak that into your life and by the way I don't know your heart so he may very well be central and you may be ascribing to the Lord the glory that is due his name I, I don't know that but I'm just saying that oftentimes it's it can be semi-apparent that that's not the reality. Sorry. So let's
0: so let's wrap this up so that we can begin to prepare for our next episode, not that we've rushed through this today, but verse 11, tell us, why is wisdom better than rubies and all the things one may desire, which cannot be compared with her? That is Lady Wisdom. Go ahead. Pontificate. Okay, y- yeah,
1: yeah. Just real quick, I'm going to use a tacky illustration, then hopefully lead to- Patapus. To- <laughs> All right, t- tacky illustration. Um, many, many times, the prince and the pauper, you know, you, you, you'll have a woman with a choice between a king that she doesn't love and a pauper that she does love. And you know, the idea behind it is, give me all the, the treasures of the world and I'd rather have that love. Uh, you know, and and there's, there's some things to be said and we can talk about you know, following your heart, that wicked and deceitful heart. We can have a long conversation about this. But ultimately, w- what it says is, there are things that are more valuable than money and rubies and treasure and gold. And in your life, there absolutely are things that are more valuable than rubies, treasure, gold, silver, whatever else it is. I mean, just imagine when you first met Christy and she said, and and you said, well, I can stay home tonight and keep all my money or I can go out on a date with her and she'll probably pick the movie. She'll probably pick the restaurant and I'll have to spend money. And what do you do? You gladly, I mean, you get excited that you get to spend money to go out and spend time with her. Because you value her more than you value the money. Now the word is not God himself. The, the Bible is not God himself, but it is a love letter from him to us. It is a descriptor from him to us. and it is the Holy Spirit provoked by the written word, uh, guides us towards God. you know and, and so that is the Word of God, the written word of God, the living word of God, Christ himself, but which, and this is pointing towards, but the written word of God is more valuable than any money that you'll ever have in your life because it leads you to your greatest treasure and your, and your great reward, which is God himself.
0: Does that make sense? It does. And I know and I rambled for a second. You did. You're a rambling man. <laughs> Lord, I was born a rambling man, but that what you're describing is a place where no moth can destroy oh. and no thief can steal. Okay,
1: there's another one that can become a quick, pl- now that's the word of God, it is not a platitude, but man, it can become one in our hearts where we go, oh no, I've laid up my treasure in heaven. But, but, and and this, is the, this is one of the ways that I'll define good preaching from bad preaching, and I'm not going qual- to put myself in either category, but good preaching set your eyes on God and you go, wow. I'm in love with you. And he goes, do you love me? And, yes, I love you. Now feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Minister to the people around you. Call them to faith. Bring them to the cross. Cry out with that gospel, the clarion call of the gospel message, that glorious gospel message. Bad preaching Set your eyes on things of earth, and God becomes that cosmic bellhop, you know, ring a ling ling help fix my life, fix my family, fix my finances, fix my health, fix this, fix that. You are so uh, earthly-minded. I don't want to say you're no heavenly good, but you're you're so earthly-minded. You cannot do what, what Paul reminds us to do in Colossians, set your minds on things above and not on things of earth. That's not where your heart is. That's not where your affections are. That's not where your eyes are. You have not set your eyes to the hills from where does your help come? Because
0: wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is.
1: I've heard that before. It's the text you were just in. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, listener, uh, thank you for joining us today. I challenge you to continue to open your copy of the word of God and just wrestle with these things. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience, the way that I began to treasure God's word was by spending time in it allowing it to mold and shape me and transform me and renew me. And uh, I trust that, uh, that if you will commit yourself to it uh, daily, uh, you will also come to the realization that if you miss a day, you will have missed something significant and your day is just not the same. That's what happens uh, when you begin to treasure God's word. So I challenge you to begin that today, if you're not already doing that, and uh, come back to us, tune in in the next podcast episode with our special guests. Until we get together then, God bless.